0: Hello, Bizarre Story Junkies. If you're listening right now, you are tuned in to the Bizarre AF where we talk about the strange, the absurd, the unknown, and all things bizarre as fuck. I am Alicia, your host for today's episode. And like always, we ask that you keep an open mind, a skeptical ear, but keep on listening to the facts as we take you on our newest journey, Bad Karma, Death by Academic Institution. (laughs) a horse how are you my little co-host with the most, Kevin?
1: I'm GERD. GERD. I'm GERD. <laughs> GERD, good, GERD.
0: Okay. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, you know, it's getting a little chillier here. I love in the fall baza- clothes so much. I do too. They're my
1: faves. I know.
0: I love that that sweater that you're wearing. Uh, the cable knit moment. Uh, we love it. The
1: little it. A- asymmetrical yes. little offness.
0: Oh, love asymmetrical. Yes. <laughs> So you're doing good. Ready for today? I'm ready. I am excited.
1: Yeah, I don't know what we're talking about, and I want to dive into some nutsness.
0: Okay, cool. This is it's pretty nuts. Okay. Um, so I, I think I'm actually going to start out maybe with um with a little quote. Um, okay. And, and uh, it's actually it's by uh, the person that we are covering today, who is Great. Ben Swartz. Um, it, the quote is: "Information is power, but like all power, there are those who want to keep it for themselves."
1: Hmm. This is true. It's very
0: true. Okay. So you know, we often hear about those like tech geniuses who, you know, change how we kind of interact with technology. Mm-hmm. Um, who are a few that come to your mind, Kevin? Jobs. Steve Jobs, agreed. Yep.
1: Uh my Tesla boo.
0: <laughs> your Tesla boo, Elon <laughs> Musk. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's crazy as fuck. He
0: is crazy as fuck. <laughs> he has like a different way of thinking of things, right?
1: Yeah. I know there are others. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if Albert Einstein was crazy. I feel like he was crazy. He was super smart.
0: Very, very intelligent. Kind of changes the way that we see things.
1: So smart... Does like super smart correlate to wacky, personal, like you don't know how to behave around people kind of person?
0: That's a great question. Um, I mean, I would say that a lot of the folks that we knew in the past, like for instance, Tesla, Nikola Tesla, uh-huh. which we would have we'll have to do an episode in the future uh-huh. on him. Yeah. Um, you know, you could say that he was potentially on the spectrum of mm-hmm. autism. Yes.
1: Uh, oh, so was that maybe that's what I think it that's, is? That could
0: be part of it. You have your brain just kind of fires, fires off in a different, yeah, different uh-huh. way. Yeah. Um, I, I you know when I'm thinking about like some of the tech geniuses and stuff, I think of like Steve Wozniak,
2: mm-hmm. who was one of the this co-founders. Another one, uh, Bill Gates. Yes, right. Yes, you know,
0: dudes who are like ultimately really sw- smart and are able to like kind of organize intelligent people, which mm-hmm. I would say maybe Steve Jobs was really good at organizing intelligent yeah, people. Yeah. Um, uh, and they have like companies that they start in their parents' basements. <laughs> yes, right? our
2: garages,
0: yes. <laughs> and ge- in general don't really get laid until they're bin- billionaires, right? <laughs> and southern <sell> <laughs>
1: right. co- oh, now you're suddenly creating. cute. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh my God. Wait, how much money do you have? Yes. yes we're so down. High. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, you know, we're talking about Aaron Swartz and honestly, Aaron Swartz was no different in intelligence, uh, no different in intelligence. He was born north of Chicago and um, from a younger age, he really enjoyed, you know, learning and seeking knowledge. You know, I think a great way to kind of uh, explain him or to talk about him is he was very principled. He and his family, they were incredibly principled people. They believed they had really strong beliefs and um, and uh, Ultimately, you know, this principal nature came up a lot in Aaron Swartz's life. So, you know, he was he's around my age. Um, mm. 1986 was when he was born. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking about how much he loved learning. And uh, one of the topics that he really threw himself into was computers. Um, he loved studying the culture around it, because when I was younger, like, you know, you could you could learn coding and it was very very simple you could learn the internet you know everything i feel i'll be honest i kind of feel like i'm a little out of depth in talking about computers with you <laughs> <laughs> so there's gonna be a lot of like language no, I'm but say. i
1: love it i love it <laughs>
0: so i'm gonna ask you some questions so
1: okay i will do my best Do yes. <laughs> your
0: best kevin you are you are a tech person you speak love computers technology.
2: yeah love you speak it.
0: different lang- computer languages mm-hmm. you know them yeah yeah, I do not.
1: <laughs> I do not. I'm like, what's well, like speaking? It's like speaking a foreign language.
0: It so same, is
1: same thing. Like mm-hmm. I speak French. I don't speak any languages. I can write Code. programming languages. Yes. Yes. I cannot. same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's the same
0: kind of thing. Like I, Dave, Dave can write like programming languages. Mm-hmm. I cannot. No fucking no way. <laughs> but I feel like it, when you're passionate about it, you. You know, you really kind of go deep into the deep end with you know these languages. Well, that's just that If you are
1: passionate about anything, you will, yes, you'll dive into it because you love it.
0: Because you love it, and maybe you are a little obsessive. And I think that mm-hmm. Aaron Swartz was very obsessive about these things. Like okay. he was one of those people who maybe potentially, I, I don't know, I don't think he was diagnosed as being on the on the spectrum, but mm-hmm. could have been because he was all about it, like coding and like getting into the nitty gritty, gritty. Um, <clears throat> so much so to the you know. He he was. We're gonna flash forward to Aaron in 1999. He was he was 12 years old, and while the rest of us are freaking out in 1999, thinking, "Oh my God, the world's (laughs) gonna end! Millennium's happening!"
1: I was doing so. They I don't. Not to digress. No, please do. They um. So work had. So when I was working with at the time, this whole 1999 thing was a a thing, like huge thing, and so.
0: Moving over to 2000 because
1: of the time clocks.
0: The clocks, none of the clocks were generated, so it would switch over to 2000. It was That's only right. in the 1900s. That's right. So people are like, is the world going to end? They, well,
1: then they weren't sure if computers were going to flip over. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it turns 2000, like, our computer is going to break. Like, did we account for that? And so the company that I was working with actually hadn't. I was, so I was at a New Year's Eve party. Okay. They had so we had prepared for this for like years in sure. advance, right? It was a huge deal. They had me going into work. I had to get to work at by eleven that night so that when it switched <laughs> over, like we were all there. Like just to make sure nothing. Ready crashed. to like do something. <laughs> I don't know what we were supposed to do. <laughs> like in case like shit failed, right. like we had to fix it. So it wasn't uh, it was an event.
0: It was an actual event. Like from my perspective, I was twelve years old when I did it. Or when I experienced it. So I went to, we went to just get water because I lived in Arizona and the water, the tap water in Arizona is awful. So you have to go and go to like water stores to buy like actual water that's like, that's okay to drink. So... I was there and we didn't realize, oh, it's December 31st. There was a huge line because people thought the end times were coming and they were lined out the water. They were trying to bring as much water into their house because, you know, as humans, Mm -hmm. we need water. Mm -hmm. So that was my interaction with with 1999 to 2000. So, amazing, you know, Aaron's also... You know, just about he's a year older than me, so just Mm -hmm. about my age at that at that time. Um, So he, while the rest of the world's like freaking out, thinking the world's going to end, stockpiling water and food as the millennium approached, this Mm -hmm. dude creates a website called the Info Network, and ultimately it was a user generated encyclopedia. It's kind of like Wikipedia. Okay. Um, And the guy ends up actually winning awards. This twelve year old wins awards. Wow. Which puts him on the map for coding. And about two years later, he actually becomes uh, a part of this group, the RSS group. Do, not to put you on the spot, but do you know what RSS is?
1: Is that like the, the data feeds, like an RSS feed?
0: Yes. Yeah. So an RSS, RSS feed is, it's a web feed that actually allows l- users and applications to access updates and um, to websites in a standardized like computer um, readable format, right?
1: We use RSS for our podcast, so that's how we get distributed <laughs> to all of the um, suppliers it's oh, through an RSS feed.
0: Okay, so very relevant.
1: Very relevant. we, okay. we use it today,
0: dude. I had no idea <laughs> <laughs> when I'm like looking all this. Up, I'm like, what the fuck is RSS group? So, <laughs> so I was like looking it up, and yeah, he's he's a twelve year old. It's kind of like a a genius as far as as Clearly. far as these groups. So he <laughs> he's like on these huge panels with you know, men in their 50s who are parts like who are in these RSS groups, like really cutting edge at the time, um, and talking about the the potential that's that, that RSS could really do in the mm-hmm. internet. Like, when we're talking about 1999, we're talking about like those really shitty, uh, websites,
1: stupid,
0: like really stupid. You still had to ask Jeeves, like, Google really wasn't even My a God, thing, they
1: look so dumb, <laughs> yeah.
2: like,
0: MapQuest, Google, like oh. Google Maps. Was not a thing. God. It was MapQuest.
2: Yeah, like
0: these things were. It wasn't nearly as verbose as it is today. So sure, this RSS group. You know, they they really actually this group creates the first um, iteration of an RSS web application. Amazing, which is what we
1: use. We use it.
0: Yeah, and that's really a huge deal. That you know you kind of have a better idea of than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe if you're listening, it's exciting. You know,
1: I mean, that's like crazy. That's that's that is like. Frontier forefront,
0: with compu- like yeah stuff. It's it's really it really is seeing like the, the wild. F- it's seeing the future, seeing what what options are available, and saying hey, look, we can do this. Mm-hmm. We're gonna create this, and maybe it's not gonna be able to be used in the right. way that we n- uh, intend it to be used. But like years later, it's we'll gonna have somebody listening to or like creating a podcast yep. and
1: <laughs> distributing <laughs> and it. distributing it through yes.
0: as- RSS feeds.
1: Yes,
0: so you know this dude, he's super super smart believes like really has a principled like uh, thought process behind like provide like not seeking knowledge and not hiding knowledge from other people like despite like you know economic background like if you want to learn you should be able to learn Mm -hmm. and it's very you know very apparent as far as his you know uh his going through rss like this rss group and like being he, he was really ahead of that. So he goes to an Ivy League uh, college. It's actually Stanford. Um, and he really actually isn't a fan of it. <laughs> mm. he, he goes into it. He's like, you know He's probably what?
1: bored because he's so smart.
0: That's, that's the bottom line is he's incredibly bored. And he really actually seen more of a loner like he thinks that he's going to go into this experience where everyone's gonna be seeking knowledge and like trying to like figure shit out and like the stuff that you're gonna study is stuff that you're really genuinely interested in oh guess what that's not actually the case it's exactly. really not networking and so right. he was kind of turned off by that idea he didn't really like going to school um to to kind of like rub elbows with other, you know, intelligent people or well-bred people, which is really those Ivy league folks. So, you know, he's seen more of a loner, just like a lot of programming guys at that time were. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, you know, This really is the case because how do the fuck do you get good at programming? Mm -hmm. Not by having an active social life.
1: Totally.
2: (laughs) You you
0: you do it by like being totally cool with sitting in front of a of a computer and literally typing in letters and shit and code. Like yeah,
1: sitting in a corner and coding and (laughs) being all isolated and
0: super isolated. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's you know I think that that is a definite part of it. So um, we're gonna we're gonna fast forward um to ultimately what what becomes Reddit so essentially Aaron's well known um, in many tech circles for being a gifted coder um and through a founders group actually called the Y Combinator firm he actually uh, connects with a startup called infogami now infogami is an information management system that uh, allows for a visually interesting website so mm. instead of having all of your information like on a black text. you know background and it's only text like you can insert pictures it makes it it's clickable like th- things that you actually want to interact with. So um, he uh, he's like, hey look, this is really what I want to do. I'm going to work and do this and drop out of college. So he drops out of Stanford and he works full time for the startup in 2005. So that's what he's doing in 2005. 2005 for me, I was graduating high school and uh, trying to figure out who the fuck I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, let me like figure out like ways for people to gain more knowledge." Like, oh yeah, no, god. I wasn't doing any of that. I was like, "Do I like like who who which boys do I like?" And oh you god. know, like like let me drink some <laughs> Mad Dog Forty Forty. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know? I was definitely not not coding shit. <laughs> so so he's working full time at the startup, and um, ultimately he didn't like the Python code that was being used Ugh. in InfoGami
1: so i i you know yes, python I, and I do not know it but i have i have programmed. so i went oh god this is so nerdy yeah let's hear it i went <laughs> <laughs> i went to a computer camp
0: shut up you were a computer <laughs> camp oh my god kevin anyway,
1: <laughs> and we had to program different languages and mm. so like some of them were like these uh the little five uh five-by-quarter disks, and then we had the 12-inch disks, and there mm-hmm. were all the floppies, and we had to do all co- Cobalt and Python and program. I mean, it's so geeky. It's so geeky. So geeky. When
0: was this? When was this computer camp? Honestly, you have to tell us. Was it around 2005? Was it before 2005? Oh, way before 2005. Way before 2005. Okay.
1: I was in you? high school. You were in high school. So this was like that. late 80s.
0: Oh, my God. So you, you're really cutting edge. You know everything. I was so... so
1: into computers when I was yeah when I was because computers were just starting to become like a mainstream thing like they were starting to introduce them into house homes and Mm -hmm. personal computers and so late yeah late 80s I was trying to be ahead of the game and I I begged my father for a computer and he actually ended up buying one. I know he couldn't afford it. I know he couldn't yeah. fucking afford it. He bought me one anyway. Aww. And I know.
0: He's like he's like, Hey, I know that you're interested in this. <laughs> yeah, I want this you to do what me. Oh, that's so, that sweet. so sweet.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I was I've been into computers since I could think computers. Yeah. You're
0: you're you're like an Aaron Swartz. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you love well
1: it. I don't know if I'm on the spectrum, but no
0: no, no. But like you enjoy it. He was <sighs> maybe obsessive. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Those guys, I I bow down to those kind Mm -hmm. of guys because they, I mean, they are they get it.
0: They're geniuses.
1: Geniuses, and they can think way ahead beyond what anybody thinks of at this very moment. And they can just—they're not necessarily predicting the future, but they know what people are gonna need or want, or they can think way ahead of all of that.
0: Yes. It's it's insane. I, I don't know what any of these fucking acronyms or anything means. <laughs>
1: ultimately, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kevin, you probably should have been doing this episode. That's now hilarious.
1: <laughs> this is fun. Thank
2: you.
0: Yeah. Uh uh-huh. So ultimately, um, you know, he. Uh, I said he dropped out of Stanford. He mm-hmm. goes to Infogami. He didn't like the Python code that they were actually using. He's like, "Yeah, this is bullshit. There's a better way to do this." Oh my god, so he
1: could write his own code.
0: So he created WebPy, which was WebPy was the web application framework for Infogami at that time mm. that he actually created. He created himself. So, in early fall of two thousand and five, he actually connects with another that uh, founders group, Y Combinator um, startup. They, you, you might know this startup. It's Reddit.
1: Essentially. Oh God, my God.
0: Yeah. So he connects with them as he's working for Infogami because they're both part of that same founders like group that found both of them, the okay. Infogami and Reddit. Um, and uh, I. <laughs> I'll be honest, like I kind of feel like like I've said this already that I'm out of my depth, but this kind of this talk makes me a little thirsty and it's not because <laughs> I'm actually interested in like into <laughs> these tech dudes. It's really because I need to fucking have a drink before I continue. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, my God. It's all over
0: my head and my uh-huh. pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So ultimately, you know, uh, uh, Aaron, you know, joins with the Reddit folks to rewrite uh it's lisp code database like code code base and so you use python and webpy and although it's successful infogami's tech ultimately was abandoned so <clears throat> the co-founders group or the founders group actually suggests that he and like reddit and infogami kind of merge okay and when they do that because it, like reddit and infogami are both using this webpy like you know application mm-hmm. They make Aaron a co-founder of Reddit. Okay. So he is technically one of the co-founders of Reddit. Wow. In the very beginning. I know like one of the dudes is like dating Serena Williams or or married to Serena
1: Williams. Right now?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) how cool is that? Like that dude definitely fucking struck gold or oil. (laughs) Gerd. Yeah. She's amazing. Wow. So do you actually use Reddit?
2: So
1: I have, I'm not a... I'm not a user, although I have like one, I mean, as with probably 90% of the population, I mean, Google is my bitch. Yes. And so, you know, many times when I'm searching for something, Reddit's probably one of the top 10 things that comes up many times. Yes. So I have been to Reddit. You know, it always asks you if you want to do the app or the browser. I always stay in the browser Mm -hmm. because I just don't want to download the app, but I have found many useful things in Reddit.
0: I love Reddit. I personally use it all the time, and I'm active in a couple of subreddits. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you can find anything. Like even it's actually one of the rep- websites that I go to. Like if I'm traveling or if I don't trust. So you literally
1: go in. I'll you search within. Go into Reddit.
0: I'll search within Reddit because if there is anything that like people will vouch for say like this is overrated or there's a lot of trolls up it's reddit like mm-hmm. you know if you go on to something like um golly like open table or uh what is the other like yelp or something like uh-huh. that for uh for um restaurant reviews, reviews. Mm-hmm. Never got you can't trust a lot of those because the a lot of like the Google Body. reviews and yeah, they're bots or they've been bought B O U G H T like they've been paid for,
2: yeah.
0: So you can't count on anything. So if you're, you know, if you're looking for something like travel places in germany which i'm going to germany you know this you do read it i do read it yeah i do read it i'll it's look like real
1: people kind of stuff it's real
0: people like and i'll i actually am, i'm active the one that i will talk about is i'm active on the denver subreddit so if people have questions about like things to do while they're in denver i've commented and it's been like hey if you're in this place, you're seeing an avalanche game, like here are some spots that you should go check mm, out. Like whose mm-hmm. people ask questions and then um, real people will actually uh, respond to them. So mm-hmm. I'm active. I love Reddit. Okay. Um, but I understand. Uh, I understand how people would like it or not like it. It's kind of like a message
1: board system. I love it. Yeah. No, I, again, I, I I've never seeked it out, but I know that there's, I found Lots useful information. Yeah. In there. It's yeah. great
0: information. So, mm-hmm. Ultimately at that time like Ooh. in 2006 it's incredibly successful. Reddit really takes off and is purchased by Condé Nast. Do you know Condé Nast? No. Well, they own Wired the magazine.
1: Oh. And Vogue. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So,
0: so and they do Condé Nast Traveler. Like they ha- they own a ton of stuff, but those are some things that you might hear about. Um so what do you think happens when uh, a company like Condonast purchases uh,
1: Reddit? We, I muted you. <laughs> yeah, <that's> okay. <laughs> what happens when I think of a company like...
0: Condonast purchases, purchases Reddit, Reddit which Reddit. Aaron is now co-founder of.
1: Oh. And
0: A person like Aaron, what do what does he do? Oh, he,
1: well, it's probably like the man.
0: Right, like the man, he's like fuck this. <laughs> Yo. You know what I was I was kind of thinking about, he's like, "Well, one, he's like I'm not into like the devil wears Prada and, mm-hmm. you know, and he kind of scrams that office kind of mm-hmm. kind of office life." Mm-hmm. But while I was like reading about, you know, uh, the purchase of, con- or can- Conde purchasing Reddit, I kept on thinking of like Miranda Priestly. Yeah. Did Gee. you see The Devil is pro Oh my God, a hundred yeah. times, I love it. So good. So I, I kept on imagining them like being in the same elevator and uh-huh. like Aaron, like Swartz being like, who the fuck is this? And like yeah. Miranda Priestley, like, you know, in the, in the elevator waiting for her fucking latte or her Americana or whatever, like, you're not wearing the right shoes you know and he's like i don't give a fuck (laughs)
2: exactly he's like
0: what does your brain look like she's like does it look good i don't care (laughs) what anything else (laughs) you know i I just think of like those two coming into each other Uh like and it just wouldn't work. polar opposites super polar opposites yeah so ultimately aaron finds um finds a passion uh that he can fund because he with the acquisition condonast purchases it he gets a buyout right he's out so
1: he's wait he's part of reddit
0: he's part of reddit he's one of the co-founders at this point
1: point. and then this other company buys
0: yes condonast purchases reddit they and act- so now
1: he's out
0: He's like, well, do you think he's, he's never going to, he doesn't
1: want to be part of that.
0: No way. He's shenanigans. Never. Yeah. He kind of wants to be free and learn yeah, of and course. shit. So like,
1: cause he's like this genius programmer is yes. like, you're not going to be controlled by the man.
0: Exactly. I want freedom. I want to be able to do what I want to do. I want to do some cool shit and you're never going to do that under a corporation. Mm-hmm. So he, he pieces out and ultimately what we find is that he begin- begins to actually go into politics and activism because that's really where his passion is, right? Mm. Like allowing like shit to be free.
2: Like, mm-hmm.
0: like ha- why? Y- and his family, like I said before, are very principled. Mm-hmm. So, um, so his, uh his family, they're all passionate. They're principled people. And remember that quote at the beginning?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Information is power, but mm-hmm. like all power, there are those who want to keep, keep it for it. themselves. Uh-huh. That's how he really lived life. And um, he wanted transparency with officials in power. So whether that was government, politicians, et cetera, he thought transparency was really the way that we could move forward. He's kind of like a Star Trek, like positive thought. Like we all if we all are working together and trying to seek out knowledge, then the world's going to work. And I love that thought process. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's more so like, I'm very like positive, um, the glass is half full kind of optimistic person. But he actually believed in this so strongly. He created this website and you may have heard of the, heard of it. It's no longer uh, working today in that same iter- iteration, but it's called watchdog.net.
1: I think I have heard of Watchdog.
0: Yes. Yeah, you probably have. All of us have heard of it. And it really just aggregates data about politicians and it does it so it, do, it does it visually. So it's not like oh, this is you know.
1: It, wasn't there a cel- there was some celebrities that there was a oh my god there was, I think there was a celebrity that kind of backed watchdog. That.
0: Yes, I'm sure that there was because he he was all about like providing transparency and allowing the American people to make good to make a, a informed decision mm-hmm. about who we're electing into office. Mm-hmm. So he actually uh Who's he, Captain America? Oh shoot. Chris Evans.
1: Yes, I think I think <laughs> that I feel I'm You guys can tell me if I'm wrong. I yes, I least. feel like he was somehow involved in that.
0: Oh my god, that'd be
1: amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: chris evans
1: yeah plus he's hot oh
0: my god yes you can you can talk to us all day long about Mm -hmm. (laughs) watchdog.net we'll take it okay so he actually wrote um the gorilla open access manifesto which um he actually he said quote um the the world's the world's entire scientific heritage is increasingly being digitalized and locked up by a handful of private corporations. The open access movement has fought to valiantly ensure that scientists do not sign their copyrights away, but instead ensure that their work is published on the internet under terms that allow anyone to access it, Mm. which as you can see, like the dude really believed that books and scholarly journals and other sources of information should be readily available to anyone who wants to learn. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter who you are, whether or not you can afford it, like anyone should be able to seek out this knowledge. We're in a place, um, uh, you know, with our our culture in general where we can seek out knowledge. Mm -hmm. Very Star Trek, very optimistic, Mm -hmm. I dig it. (laughs) <laughs> but um, he thinks that, like, people should be able to learn without a paywall involved, right? Um, so have you ever heard of, like, Pacer? The, It's an actual, it's a
1: database. No. Pacer no. database? Mm-hmm. No. Uh-uh.
0: So it actually stands for the public access to court electronic records. Oh, Ultimately, it stores federal court uh, records that are handled by the uh, the United States administration office. Um, and in 2008, Aaron sees that the public records are behind a paywall. So all of these acts like these uh, public records that should be public, uh, available to all people, are behind a paywall. And uh, and he's not a fan of it. And so he downloads two point seven uh, million documents and publishes these documents online. I wonder Line how he got it for free.
1: Uh, if it's ba- if it's behind some sort of locked thing, I wonder. I wonder how he got it. Well, because he's fucking smart.
0: <laughs> he's intelligent. He knows how to do it, and he knows how to kind of like fuck with systems. Like so. Uh
1: huh. Um, so he's like, this shit needs to be. It needs to be public in the world.
0: Taxpayers are already paying for it. Yeah. Right. Like we as taxpayers, this is open. This is information we should have. But the government is charging for it. Guess how much are they charging for it? For a page.
1: How much is the government charging for it? Is it supposed to be free though, right? It should be free. Yes, it should. It should be. Oh my God, what are they charging?
0: Eight cents a page. A page. And these are federal like like court documents that we should have access to. Binders. Yes. Binders and binders. I have binders of women. I have binders of court documents. Yes. So it's eight cents a page. He released about $1.7 million.
1: Holy. Worth of pages. shysters. Yeah. It was supposed to be free.
0: Supposed to be. I mean, technically, yes, it should be free.
1: Under that whole. Public. uh, Under the whole. What is that? Public mm -hmm. information. Freedom information mm -hmm. act or whatever that is. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, it should be free. It was not, and so he uh,
1: (laughs) stupid government. I
0: know. So he was like, (laughs) "Fuck this, fuck the government." Which I'm so down. I'm like, I, I love an an. Well, eh, no, I do love an anarchist. (laughs) I love like punk rock, all that kind of stuff. I love that because there's a lot of passion and optimism. So yeah, there's optimism behind Uh it. Yeah, it's like you know, we as people. Are We don't mean harm. We really want to do good. And yeah. that's what Aaron believed in. So he released $1.7 million worth of pages. It caught the attention, of course, of government officials. Mm-hmm. And you would think they, they would have had an issue with it, right?
1: Well, yeah, because they were, A, no one paid eight cents a page.
0: Right. <laughs> we're losing money.
1: Losing money.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, but- someone like Aaron's like, hey motherfuckers like
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm getting, in, face, yeah I'm, I'm getting on my soapbox bitch yeah
0: i'm getting on my soapbox to say look this is fr- this should be free the government shouldn't be making money off of a service that taxpayers are essentially paying for it's public it ought to be public knowledge so actually it started really gaining notoriety. so people are like oh he's like stealing all this all these uh you know uh government documents
1: making them public making them
0: public So there was like a grassroots
1: campaign. So like, do I care? Is this like, I should care about this? Or was it like, hey, this is stuff that they've kind of been hiding. So like, we need to figure out what it is. Or
0: I think that it's more like, this is stuff that should be available to the American public. It is clearly behind a paywall.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's no reason it should be like we are mm-hmm. paying taxes for it. So what the fuck? Like, like, yeah. let's make this available for the for the common people. OK, so other people start saying, yeah, Aaron's fucking right. He's right. And he he downloads one point <laughs> like like so many millions of pages, like one point seven million dollars worth. Right. Of
2: these
1: pages. Yes, it's
0: published. People are people are like, oh my God, he's like creating this. It's like a grassroots campaign where other people are like l- latching on and saying, yeah, he's right. We should we should have all this information public. So he's like still part
1: of Reddit at this time.
0: Well, he's still a co-founder. He's still, still la- able to co-founder. Reddit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and, and people know about him because he's like he's a tech genius, but he's also a very principled guy. So he's very outspoken about the things that he believes in. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. So other people are they're saying, hey, look, go create a free account because you can do that for a week and you can like download create a free
1: account where
0: on on the Pacer website. So oh,
1: on this Pacer,
0: mm-hmm. oh,
1: which is where he got it.
0: So he got it on. Yeah. Pacer's like the database. Did he get that it from Pacer.
1: It. Yes, but he didn't pay the eight cents. No, how did he get around the, that?
0: Well, we'll get into it on the oh. on the bigger one. So okay. I'll will talk to you a little bit more about like the uh, how exactly he did it. Okay, but, okay, but yeah, he okay. did some smart So now smart he's telling shit.
1: people, this go is the website.
0: Yeah, people are like, hey, they're like, hey download uh create a free account uh-huh. for a week you have a free account download as many articles as you can okay. and send them to us okay so we're going to create this like online database that's actually of free this stuff right which yeah. is what people should have already right you know because we're already tax pay- we're already paying for all this right the government's just making extra money so fuck that got it right so they encur- he actually encouraged people to go to a public library, create an account with Pacer, and then give them free access to mm-hmm. the docs for a trial period and send the documents to a free open source site. So you okay. know about open source. Sure. People did it. And the FBI looked into it and actually closed the inquiry against Aaron because there was a- Because
1: quite- there was nothing illegal about it, he right? He did
0: nothing illegal. Right. After two months, they're like, yeah, actually, he- he didn't break any rules. He right. played by the by the same rules as everyone else. He just did it very cleverly. Uh-huh. So he actually used code and a public library in Sacramento, uh, their access information. So he had ac- the access information for the sac- Sacramento Public Library, and he downloaded all those documents hmm. quickly. So it's essentially really not against the law uh-huh. he he actually starts to be seeing at this point as a public um hacktivist icon mm, have you had a have you heard oh of hacktivism
1: God. no but that's a great word yeah
0: so it's like it's a ha- it's um hackers who use their all well, essentially use their powers for good so hacktivist Instead of hacker, evil. Activist. Yes. yeah mm-hmm. So he actually helps co-found multiple activism organizations, the professor, the Progressive Change Campaign Committee, and Demand Progress. You've heard of we've heard of these things. These are things that come up all the time. Um, he was he was co-founders of both of, the, of all these things, or co-found these uh, activism organizations. So mm-hmm. um, the aim was really to uh, utilize these hacker gifts that he that people have the hacktivism and you can kind of force the hand of companies or organizations for good and 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 for the good of the people right like none of this stuff should be behind a paywall like the, you know these these documents by the government should be released cuz we're already paying for them so he actually even stopped a bill from becoming law which was the sopa act and he really um he really created a name for himself cuz he was grassroots campaigning talking he was on cnn he was on everything saying look sopa would really fuck everything everything up and
1: and so he's he's on cnn and these shows because of this whole downloading telling the com- he's, public to download all these things that this is becoming aware he's
0: becoming a uh i i would say he's more so of um of an expert as far as like internet Okay. Um, accessibility and um, and trying to police the internet. It's like mm. don't police the internet. Don't mm-hmm. police, you know, people from using it. It's it is the wild west. It was the wild west. Mm. I can still say it kind of is mm-hmm. similarly the wild west where government cannot move no fast censorship. enough. Yes, no censorship. Yep. Essentially. Yeah. So, but with great power comes great responsibility, right? He's becoming this, this icon of like a hacktivist, like he's trying to work for the, for the people. Um, He actually has a new database in his sites and he, he decides I'm going to go after JSTOR. Have you heard of JSTOR, Kev? Mm
1: JSTOR? How is it spelled?
0: JSTOR.
1: I don't think I have J mm-hmm. So this is a database. It's
0: a database. It's actually like a, an academic database.
1: Gosh, I don't think so they I have. have.
0: They have like um, it's like millions of scientific papers, academic journals. Mm. It's really like you know these papers that are created by the scholarly minds of the world, really.
1: Okay, and so this is where they publish their papers for whatever it's a database, it is? Database, yeah. It's, okay. it's really
0: essentially a database that has a paywall. Okay. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. So it has a, a paywall, but it's, if you've taken a scientific class in um, in college recently, uh, you'll know what JSTOR is. That's where you have to like pull like research papers or uh, academic journals. But like, then you have to pay
1: for that shit. You have to pay for it. You have yeah. to lo- have
0: a login for it. Yeah, okay. Yes. Mm hmm. Guess how much each article costs. $12.
1: <laughs> $60 to $70
0: each. Ooh. Yeah. Are the scientists who create these documents actually making any money? They no. should be. They shouldn't be. They should be, but they, they're they not. Who's yeah.
1: who's making the money? Who owns J-Store. the J store?
0: Yeah. They're created. So initially it's like, okay. So I would be this-
1: like, if a scientist, I'd be like, why the fuck am I putting my hard fucking work on this site?
0: Yes. Yeah, because I'm not seeing well, if you're a scientist and you believe in uh, sharing, sharing knowledge, your
1: knowledge, it's not about the money. It's, it's not a, about
0: the money. It's yeah. about the research and the data and like like trying to progress
1: fucking people.
0: I know. So so JSTOR initially it was like this database. But in order to create a database, it takes a lot of work. It takes sure. a lot of like, you know, coding and stuff. And and there are great costs essentially like uh to create it. But at what point do you say, OK, we're going to turn off the costs
2: mm-hmm.
0: and to make this free to people? Because this mm-hmm. is this is all information that folks should have. It's it's cutting edge.
1: Well, so, you know, so then to play devil's advocate, you sure. say. I mean, there is cost. Someone has to pay for mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, I, get, I get that whole I get that, but. Yeah, but for how long like don't be uh 60
0: to 70 dollars for every individual article yeah like or publication that's a shitload of money the scientists are not getting that
1: that's that's the shitty part
0: yeah that's it's a huge problem it's not like they're like oh we're funding like more projects and stuff no right. that's not how it works right so ultimately if you're someone who had to do a research paper even wanted to research specific information um oh shit you know what I think we need a jstor account. Do we? <laughs> I feel like what, I'm writing research papers. in
1: there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like anytime I do. Something juicy. I feel like um, anytime we are uh, doing a podcast, like the amount of research you and I both have to do. We
1: could find it in there?
0: Shit, do we probably could.
1: Bitch, I Let's need add to get to a JSTOR account.
0: Yeah, we're going to get a JSTOR account. We'll okay. add it to the list of wands. Okay. Versus needs, you know, those are two totally different things but I'm sure it'll cost like thousands of dollars every single fucking year Mm. but we'll just we'll file it back okay Um, anyway okay so let's flash forward to MIT so um, Aaron has the ability and access to MIT's computer network Mm. just an FYI um, September 25th, 2010, he has the credentials through the open network that MIT and Harvard research fell he's also a Harvard research fellow, so like between the two, MIT really believes in kind of uh, breaking rules in order to progress technology mm-hmm. or science or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like sometimes you kind of have to break the rules, mm-hmm. right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that's MIT's thought process. So they have open network, um, which... Aaron took advantage of Um, he's also a Harvard research fellow and he starts actually downloading hundreds of uh, of articles uh, through JSTOR and that pings the IP address at MIT JSTOR actually has an employee that like contacts them saying hey look there's a large amount of downloads of articles uh, for for the like scholarly journals and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that are being done through this IP address. It kind of like triggers. It's like, this is like too much. So he writes code. Like, aren't they (laughs) paying?
1: Like, this account is paying their fee. Technically,
0: technically, yes, they were. Yes, they were paying for their fee. F you. So he's downloading a mass amount onto a laptop. And they're like, who is this? Right. He's doing it legally. Is he is he doing it? Oh,
1: but no, you're getting too much data, it's
0: too much information <laughs> that <laughs> you you're downloading. Fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. So they're downloading too much. He's downloading too much information. So it triggers the system. It kind of does like a kind of like a tripwire, and it shuts down any downloads from that IP address. So then what does Aaron do? Aaron's fucking smart. He downloads. He uses a new IP address. And continues to download in the fat, like he's doing things in a very simple but like um, transparent way where he's downloading a lot. It's all free. It's Everything a, he's doing.
1: He's, yeah. He's not being a, a legal creep.
0: No, 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 no. Yeah. He's using open network. He also has like credentials himself mm-hmm. and or, like JSTOR like credentials. His aim is to allow these documents to be free for the American, for anyone, for, for worldwide, like allow these to be in open source documents where anyone can pull from them. If they are trying to seek out knowledge mm-hmm. and f- from my perspective, I'm like, fuck yeah, fuck the man. Mm-hmm, like, yeah, yeah, of course you want to do that. Like, why is there a paywall? Why None is of these, there
1: like, a fee for being knowledgeable?
0: Yes, exactly. There shouldn't be. We shouldn't, we should not create uh, borders or boundaries for people who are trying to seek out knowledge and are doing so in a way that's not hurting anyone, right? It's right. just, you're just trying to move forward. And also, And then of course, under. then
1: I think the argument is well, the person that created the knowledge should be compensated, which they apparently weren't doing. Anyway. Anyway.
0: Yeah, they weren't. They were not being paid. None of the scientists and stuff saw this. Yeah, no, it's bullshit. So <clears throat> ultimately, uh, he uh, is downloading hundreds. It's it One IP address gets pinged. They shut that down. MIT knows that there's somebody who's doing this. So who the fuck is it? We don't know who it is. How does Aaron do it? Aaron actually has a laptop in one of the closets. Um that's connected to a networking switch. So uh, in a controlled access wiring closet at MIT. So he has, he puts a laptop in there. MIT and JSTOR put a camera in that closet to see who the fuck is downloading this. Instead of saying like, hey, uh, stop doing that. They say, we're going to catch this person right in the act.
1: Oh my God.
0: So it's kind of like a sting operation that they're doing for Aaron. And Aaron's just like this dude who's, who's just like, I, fuck it. I just want like, you know, open source <laughs> stuff, right? Like, so the door was un, was unlocked from the beginning. It's not like he like grabbed a key and had like, like the door was always unlocked.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not like he was trying to steal anything. He walked into something that was already unlocked. He did things like in a way that was just convenient. Yeah. And people were just a little stupid for for handling it the way that they did. But mm-hmm. he puts his laptop in, camera catches him, the ID that Aaron's the person who's downloading all these documents. Wow. So, JSTOR actually settled privately with Aaron in June 2007, or excuse me, 2011. And he gave all the articles that he had downloaded back to JSTOR. So he's like, okay, fine, here you go. Like, you don't, you're going to try to like sue me. Here are all the articles back. Like, you can have them. Do you think that Aaron dodged the man?
2: JSTOR is the
0: database. They're like, we're cool. We wouldn't be talking about Aaron, no, if that were the case precisely. Yeah. So in January uh, six two thousand eleven, he was arrested by MIT police and a Secret Service agent at Harvard. He he's a research fellow at Harvard, right? He never graduated college. He dropped out. He becomes a research fellow, and they kind of give him like honorary like access to Harvard shit, like because they're like, oh, and this guy who's like a fucking genius is like you know part of us, so. He's at Harvard. He's chased. He's on his bike. This dude doesn't drive, right? He's on his bike. He's being chased by a police officer and an... Uh, like, like a,
1: Sheldon doesn't drive
2: either.
0: Right? <laughs> yes, yes. Not too far off, yeah. right? So he's a genius. And like like he's like, what the fuck are people chasing after me? He doesn't know that, that he has anyone who's... He thought the J store stuff was behind him and he's on his bike. People are chasing after him. He's like, what the fuck? So he starts like chasing, like running away from him, from these folks. And, uh, all help ultimately breaks loose, uh, secret service. They, they indict him with multiple counts of issues. So he's charged multiple times by many courts, um, who really state the charges of breaking entering with the intent of commit committing a felony. Okay.
1: Who, wait, who's like literally after him. That's a great question.
0: That's something we're going to kind of go over.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: So, so because he thought, hey, everything's cool with me and JSTOR. Like, we, the database that I downloaded all these documents, I gave them all back. That's, There's no problem. That's all sorted. Everything's sorted. It's not all sorted. Clearly not. Yeah. Clearly not. So, he's charged with breaking and entering into, you know, um, uh, with the intent to commit a felony charges of wire fraud, computer fraud, unlawfully obtaining information from a protected computer and recklessly damaging a protected computer. He was also indicted with... um, uh, Uh, Let's see. uh, State charges of breaking and entering, entering with intent, grand larceny and unauthorized access to a computer network. On December 16th, 2011, state prosecutors filed a notice that they were dropping two original charges. And then the charges listed in November 17th of 2011, um, the indictment were dropped on. Ultimately, he is being charged by like with a shitload felonies and things like that for this J Store download, the, these ultimate downloads.
1: After he had already uh, supposedly settled cleared it out the with J Store,
0: yes, with J Store, yeah. Wow. So, <clears throat> September twelfth, two thousand twelve, federal po- prosecutors actually filed um, an indictment, adding nine more fel- nine more felony counts, increasing his maximum cr- criminal exposure to fifty years um, of imprisonment. Fifty years of imprisonment, imprisonment, including. A million dollar in fines, and during plea negotiations with uh, the attorneys, the prosecutors actually offered uh, to recommend a sentence of six months in a low security prison um, if he pled guilty for thir- let's see, thirteen federal crimes. Um, his lead attorneys like, dude, we didn't fucking do anything bad, like we're cool with J. Store. So ultimately, um, they continue to pursue him. Now, when uh, when Aaron was captured uh by the secret service agents and stuff they put him into a um uh oh shoot solitary confinement for an <clears throat> an extended period of time so he was in solitary confinement he didn't really even know what why they were you know uh chasing after him he thought everything was fine with Store. so he this is before all of the indictments and the felony charges and stuff they chase after him um, while he's at Harvard, end up capturing him. He ends up going into, and this is like a dude who's super, you know, he's not, He's this is not a career criminal who's like used to being in well, solitary exactly. confinement. And he's in solitary confinement for an extended period like of time. He's not
1: like he's think he's doing anything like He has like no illicit. idea.
0: No, he has no idea. And he's in solitary confinement. He's incredibly like what the fuck is going on? Like I have attorneys who are supposed to be taking care of this. They took care of it. They still didn't release Aaron for like five hours after like his attorneys were like, you have no grounds for keeping him. So like things were being done shoddily. And truly the question is, was he being made, um, made an example of, right?
1: By the government. Yeah. 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 Like you will not take y- our shit.
0: You're trying to take because ultimately who's who is searching for this? JSTOR is done.
1: Well, that's just it. Yeah, that's he's like, okay, mm-hmm. we're done, because they're like, well, we figured we it figured out. We figured it out.
0: We've talked about it.
1: So who's left?
0: MIT. MIT would be the ones who are working with the government potentially to indict Aaron because there's no one else that could be and MIT is MIT is all about like oh scientific minds we want them we want all yes. these like computer like right. geniuses and stuff but
1: yeah are they working with the government
0: that's a huge question that's a huge huge question because there would be no reason JSTOR JSTOR publicly said we were not pursuing anything with Aaron. We are fine we already came to a conclusion it's okay we are not seeking anything legally against Aaron. Aaron, of like JSTOR all the people is not you
1: would think not working with the government would be MIT.
0: Right. Right.
1: That's f
0: Who set up the camera? Was it JSTOR? J store had to have been working with MIT in order to have it happen. Why was there a secret service fucking member who like goes and runs this dude down while he's on a bike at Harvard? Like why is the secret service involved? Yeah, there's too many questions and it seems like, I I don't know. I, I'm not skeptical in this. I honestly believe that he was trying to be made an example of because he was so public and so principled. Yes. It's like,
1: like, Hey. Yeah. Hey, Hey smarties. Yeah. Don't
0: guess what? You think you're a hacktivist? Uh-huh. Fuck you and your hacktivism. Yeah. And, and what do they do? They're going to try to make him an example. Cause he's very, he's a very public profile. He's a very, but I person. feel is
1: MIT like helping.
0: I think, I mean, I, I, think that's a great question.
1: I mean, doesn't it seem like they are?
0: It seems to me because if JSTOR is publicly saying we already settled, We're okay. We are not pursuing anything against Aaron. You know, he gave all the articles back. We're cool. If if JSTOR is cool with it, who's pursuing charges? Hmm. Who else has the right to pursue charges?
1: And it feels like you would need the cooperation of MIT at this point for some of those things.
0: Because because he was downloading directly from there. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that closet that had all of the, I don't know bullshit right (laughs) whatever that is but yeah i i would say disappointing it's super disappointing yeah it's super disappointing so you know the thing about it is like as aaron's going through all of these things like it's it's very very expensive it's expensive Mm. to to fight the federal government hell yeah and where did he get his money his family didn't come for money Right. Which is why he was so principled. Like he they didn't come from like a substantial they're not like Elon Musk who had like, you know, billions of dollars as a child or a Don, you know, Donald Trump. Like, you know, yeah. they're not, you know, born into riches. Mm-hmm. He created his own riches. And so the money that he had was because of acquisitions of companies that he w- were co-founders of, like Reddit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. His money's driving, drying up because he's fighting all of these federal charges and Thank he's God. really incredibly principled. You know, he they talked to his girlfriend and she was like, you know, Aaron really wanted to become a part of the government. Like he wanted to work at the White House. And, you know, one of the, the conversations that they had, they were walking in uh, Washington, D.C. during all this time where while he's being like charged and going through all this like court bullshit, he said, yeah, you know what? can't have a felon working in the White House. Can't have like, a what? A felon working in the White oh. House. So he's like, fuck, that's like, he's so principled, he really wants, that's what he wants. He wants to be able to create real change in the United States around open source and allowing like own information to be had by all the people. So, <clears throat> you know, it's a, that's a huge problem for him and he's facing all of these, like, these ch- charges. I mean, we're talking like, you know, 10 plus fucking felony charges. They were
1: after his fucking ass.
0: They're after his ass, for sure. They're after him, (laughs) yeah. They were after him, and he, you know, when you're up against, it's like David and Goliath, right? Like, he's David. He's fighting against this, like... You know, this huge monster who has all of this power, all of this money, he doesn't necessarily have the ability to protect himself. And, you know, he, they're adding nine more ca- felony counts in 2000, September 12th, 2012. And then um, the maximum criminal exposure to uh, a 50 years imprisonment mm. and then a million dollars in flat fines. So,
1: by the way, there are murderers that get off for less than that.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then you have this guy who's like, "Is it really that big of a deal?"
1: R- right.
0: That's 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 a huge problem. So like during pl- plea negotiations, um, with the attorneys of Schwartz, like they uh the prosecutors actually offered to recommend a sentence of six months in a low security prison if he pled guilty to thirteen federal crimes.
1: Jesus. So it's
0: like he was up against the wall. Um, there, him and his, the attorney rejected the deal. Um, and you know, once again, like once they reject the deal, then he had, they, then the prosecutors are like up against him. So ultimately, you know, he ends up not seeing a way out Mm -hmm. and, um, he dies by, dies by suicide on January 11th, 2013. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Of course, after his death, the um the prosecutors dropped the charges.
1: Ugh.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um and
1: drop why? Wait, wait, yeah, a minute. Mm-hmm. If they were that convinced that he did it, why would they drop the charges after he killed himself?
0: Yeah. Why would you not try to say like? Hey, why would not you
1: just say yeah? Why? I mean, what's the point of that? Or
0: like even like showing like he was clearly guilty. Like here are all the, th- the reasons why, like we didn't, <laughs> I think that they knew that they were making Aaron a, uh, a scapegoat. They're making an example of him. That is awful. So there's a huge, huge movement of hacktivism and, an open source like sharing where, where people can seek out knowledge and, and find things like whether it's whatever it is that you're passionate about. Like if you want to figure those things out or like have like scholarly journals, like these things should be free to you. And you know, I
1: get the whole copyright. Like Mm -hmm. I wrote, like I write a program, like I write a thing. That's my proprietary source code. And, but that is very different than creating something that you want to share to the world.
0: Yeah. Yep. Agreed.
1: It's. um. God, that's.
0: He was like bullied into submission to ultimate submission. And he ends up ends up killing himself. And it's like this guy who is like incredibly principled, like. You know, ends up feeling like he's not. You know, what can you, what can you do against the fucking United States government? You
2: can't.
0: Like, it doesn't matter how intelligent you
1: are. No, you're you're effed.
0: When they decide that they're going to them and M, fucking MIT,
1: MIT. Well, that's the other thing too. When I kept saying like, are like if they're involved and like and you said if you got MIT mm-hmm. and the government together against you, you are f you're
0: fucked you're totally fucked and 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 we know that the the organization that he was stealing all the articles or not stealing but really just uh, cleverly taking from from uh the the database JSTOR was not pursuing any charges well you
1: know and to play devil's advocate i just and i don't want to if he was downloading something that So it's kind of the same thing as, and I don't want to derail here, but if you were downloading music and sharing it or downloading, Mm -hmm. that's not legal. Right. So I don't want to give him kudos for doing something illegal, but if he was sharing things that the creators and the originators said, I want, you know, I'm trying to help the world or I'm trying to better the world or, you know, do things. That that's very different, and unfortunately, when you go through those, that place that what's the J store? J store. Mm-hmm. That's charging you for everything. You're you're kind of like in a you're kind of fucked.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess from my from my perspective, I do think that like knowledge and the pursuit of you know knowledge should be free. So, as punk rock is that kind of scene? Well, that's not fucking punk rock. I would say that's just human.
1: Yeah. But if you created something, I'm playing again, playing devil's advocate. If you created something, Mm -hmm. you, that is your thing that you've created out of nothing. Yes. And if your intent, if your intent was to stop world hunger, Mm -hmm. that's one thing. Um, but having a third party now sell your thing and say that now it is illegal if you share that with the world that is something very different so yeah. I, it's i guess it's finding intent and it's, that's i think that's where it gets all blurry
0: i think you're right i, I mean Bottom line here, I think we can say in, in Aaron's uh, situation is J- he and J Store reached an agreement, right? So J is like, fine, that was done, cool, yeah.
1: That's the thing. That the was, U.S.
0: government that was done. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What does the U.S. government and have MIT? to do with anything at this point? And, and MIT. U- I-, MIT?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, and like I'll quote, like his parents. So his parents said um, he did kill himself, right? Uh, <sighs> Um, Robert Swartz, which is his father said, Aaron was killed by the government and MIT betrayed all of its basic principles. I don't think that's too far off. Right. Potentially of what, what happened. It doesn't to him. sound like it. That being said, you know, uh, fuck one, fuck MIT. <laughs> like
1: that's just a, a, yeah. If things are as, as we in, in interpret them to be, that's just very, very, disappointing is the wrong word but that's disappointing it's It's
0: incredibly disappointing and like you know you can watch there's a documentary really good documentary uh called the internet's own boy the story of aaron Swartz. and um i would say you know please you know check it out watch it um learn a little bit more about aaron and um they still have like um hackathons in mm. Aaron's name, mm. um, in November. So uh mid November every year they have uh multiple day hackathons that you can uh be a part of. Um, you know, he there's still quite a few things that we use every day that Aaron had a huge part in uh like RSS, you know, feeds. Yes. That Aaron had a huge hand in, you know, and um I hate talking about sad things, but I do think that um, the story of Aaron Swartz is one that all of us could... um, It's it's really a modern-day David and Goliath where... We have David Aaron, who's really trying to to move forward humanity and to allow knowledge to maybe are you breaking a couple of rules like maybe, but maybe we kind of need to like break a couple of rules in order to get better. And um, at least from my perspective, um, I don't think he did anything with ma- with malintent. Was, yeah. No. What are your thoughts?
1: I agree. And you know, I'm such a pr- oh god, it's hard. Be- yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's difficult. I, 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 am at a. I'm a type of person where you know the rules are are rules, right? We all know the rules. We need to follow the rules. We all agreed to the rules. You
0: do? do. you think that you need to follow the rules?
1: Well, but that's just that's where I get to the gray line because sometimes the rules are stupid, are nonsensical. <laughs> yeah. I would, and for the betterment yeah. of whatever, uh huh, you need to break the rule. You have to break the rules. Yeah. But then someone else breaks the rule and they say, well, I'm breaking the rule because of blah. And you're like, mm-hmm. you are an idiot. Why did you break that rule?
0: Yeah. They're being assholes. Do you know what I what think I mean? it has everything to do with intent. Like we've talked Ugh. about it before. Like for me personally, I am all for breaking rules if if the intent is pure and if it's it's without malice. Um, I think I am the type to think that rules are meant to be broken or interpreted in whatever way you want to. Things are not black and white. Things are more
1: of shades of Things bright. aren't black and white. That yeah. is an absolute truth. And I, um, I will go as far, as far as saying when they wrote... When our founding fathers wrote mm-hmm. the Constitution, things were a certain way. Yes. And while they were effing geniuses, and the things that they wrote were so, they had such foresight.
0: Yes, there's a lot of forethought in that, yeah.
1: Things are different.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Times change.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So breaking a rule that was written 17 million years ago <laughs> yeah. might make sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that that's that's like a huge part of technology and like the United States government like the government cannot move as quickly as as technology does. Like yeah. we have to constantly kind of be on our toes and um and I think that's a good thing. Like I think of course like a lot of awful things can happen, but
1: And that's just it. Like how are you to say you're right. You're wrong. You yeah. can break the rule. You can't break the rule. That rule break is good. That rule break is bad. Yeah. What's right? And what's wrong. I, what's uh,
0: I think? I think Aaron was a true hero. Personally, um,
1: to what you said before, there was zero malice involved. Yes. He wanted. He wanted people to know things that were would otherwise be inaccessible. Mm-hmm. So his intent was pure. pure.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he didn't really break any rules. He just kind of bended them slightly because because they couldn't really find any like real issues that he had. They were using outdated laws in order to per, to to create those felonies. Like the laws that they were pulling from were like from 1994, from the soap, like from crazy acts that like made no sense anymore like they're super outdated that's technology and government right like that is always And the always company be that it. he
1: was having the problem with
2: said, said fine Said so that's cool
0: yeah Done. So that's the thing that's so fucked up. And like, I I would invite anyone who is curious about learning about Aaron. Like, you know, you can, con- like if you're into hacking and into computer programming, you know, uh, check out, you know, the hackathons that they have mid November, but there are many ways I think um, to kind of um, honor Aaron and uh, people who are really trying to push, to push folks and to push knowledge being accessible to everyone um, and I think any way you can do that, uh, is great. Um, yeah. but also check out the internet's own boy, um, which is the documentary on Aaron. Um, I I'm going to watch pretty- it. Yeah, you should. It, it's great. Yeah.
1: Good. Thank you for the episode. That yeah, was so you. Fun. I mean, I know you're not a nerd. I'm not
0: i but... I'm not a nerd like that. I'm not a
1: computer nerd. I'm
0: nerd. You're nerd a nerd, nerd
1: in like sci-fi way. Yeah. Yes. I'm sci-fi, and I'm
0: also like an appreciator of all nerds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Well, thank you for the episode. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Okay. It was really nice. Well, good. We'll see everyone on our next episode. Bye. Okay. Bye.